Ask the MP. Ask the, the right MP. honorable is in the hot seat. Ask the MP, Ask the MP. with Farai on CFM Stereo. FM Stereo, my station, your station. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in on this Tuesday evening. My name is Farai Mwakutuya. Time now for Ask the MP. And we bring this effort to you in an effort uh, to for you to engage and interact with uh, members of parliament. We know that uh, uh, their terms may have ended, but certainly there are topical issues that are under discussion there. And uh, we know that as Zimbabweans, you want to have a say. You want to get information on some of these initiatives that are underway or certainly were underway uh, and uh, find a possible resolution to them and a way forward, uh, all in a view to uh, improve uh, the livelihoods of Zimbabweans, improve the lives of Zimbabweans and uh, make this great nation of ours a lot better. Uh, a quick reminder of our frequencies across Zimbabwe, Kariba 105.3, Mashingo 96.1, Kadoma 105.2 and uh, Inichivu 99.8. You can also listen to us live, zfmstereo.co.zw. I know a lot of you are doing so from all over the world and we would like to welcome our international listeners. Get in touch with us. Our WhatsApp number is 731 You can also give us a call, 772 My guest tonight, uh, we are talking about very quickly, if I can give you a bit of background to this discussion um, we're focusing on education in particular, uh, getting, making sure that every child is in school. Now, Tag Life uh, Foundation is an organization in conjunction with a number of other civic society organizations that um, put together a campaign in 2017 asking the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education to release circulars instructing public primary schools to accept enrollment of underprivileged children who are currently being refused enrollment because they didn't have the money to pay for school fees. The campaign asked the government to allow parents to negotiate payment plans while their children were allowed to enter school. Um, at the time, about 27% of children were out of school. There hasn't been any commitment from the minister's office uh, to look into this issue, and I suppose, uh, you know, would like to find out why we know, uh, you know, the... There are moves to continue to agitate for this and we want to find out what could be the challenges, what could be the problems. Uh, and as Zimbabweans, perhaps you have uh, alternatives. I know you certainly have opinions. This is a very topical issue. We know that there are many opinions and views on this. We want to hear from you and possible ways out and solutions to this challenge. Now, this campaign also hoped that the uh, new dispensation would put children at the center uh, by ensuring that schools are opened up to the under. Privileged, And so there's been no uh, 
urgency. There's been a lack of urgency on the part of uh, ministry. Certainly, that is the sentiment that is coming from, uh, you know, the uh, organizations that are championing this cause. And we have uh, one of them here in the studio, Tagger Life uh, Trust. We have, uh, uh, I have three guests in the studio, uh, and I'll introduce them very quickly uh, before I hand over uh, to get this discussion going. Honorable Jasmine Tofa, welcome, ma'am. Thank you for joining us. Uh, great pleasure to have you on the program once again. Uh, whenever you are here, you are very uh, vocal. You speak your mind. I know that uh, my mom, who is a regular listener to this program, always says, wow, that woman is so brave. So welcome, Honorable Jasmine Tofa. No, thank you very much. It's good to be back. And we look forward Zimbabwe. Great. And we look forward to you being as outspoken as always. Uh, Honorable Zalera Makari, ma'am, great to have you on the program. And thank you for a uh, good evening, Zimbabwe. Uh, great. And certainly last but not least, uh, Nyaradzu Mashayamombe. She's from Tag Life. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. She is the founder. Thank you for coming through to ZFM. Thank you for having us. Hello, Zimbabwe. Very quickly, I'll begin with you, Nyaradzo. Uh, where are we? We know that uh, from the information we have here, December 2017, you put together a petition. Uh, what is the status? Uh, so pretty much, um, I think what you alluded in the introduction to say that, yes, on 14 December 2017, um, Take a Life, uh, the organization that I come from, uh, together with many civil so- civil society organizations that are working in children's rights sector, um, petitioned the, uh, the Minister of Primary and Secondary Education, and our petition was simple. We were saying that there is more than 27% uh, of children who are out of school, and uh, being in the new dispensation, we hoped uh, that the new dispensation would, would put children at the center of dispensation by abiding by the constitution section 75a that actually says that is the prerogative or the responsibility of the government to make sure that children are in school and as people who had been working in the area of children seeing that many many children are out of school they are going through especially girls they're exposed to child marriages and other things we immediately launched that and we thought that it was going to be an easy thing for the new government the the new government to take on board and release a circular that would instruct school uh, school authorities especially in primary schools in government in council schools to accept children who are out of school who ordinarily when they go to look for places they are demanded to pay all the school fees and usually it comes with hikes and we're saying in the new dispensation allow these children into school but allow the parents uh, to negotiate for 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 payment plans while the children are in school as we as we work towards as a government making sure that education is free but we also told the prime the minister to say we understand our, our government is in a in a fix right now as we're rebuilding we also suggested an education fund so that children those who are unable to pay completely are catered for uh, and there was the mention of bim and we realized that BIM is not funded, is donor funded, and it's unsustainable. So that was the entry point, and the re- uh, the response from the ministry wasn't as encouraging. At first, it was really defensive, and then the minister came around, and then um, at one point was asked in parliament to say, Minister, this issue that we keep hearing about people, children who are not in school, what's going on? And he had promised uh, the parliamentarians that his permanent secretary is going to look into it, um, and make sure that whatever is being requested happens. But it turned out that um, 
up to now the minister he also responded to our letter and he said oh whatever you guys are asking for the ministries were already working around that and so for us it was like okay so we're in a new dispensation we're coming from an old where we felt like there was no agency there was no efficiency so if this ministry takes a position to say whatever you're asking for we are doing therefore this um there is no commit uh, commitment to release the secular of which is something that we thought was simple release a secular instruct your, your your school authorities to make sure that children have access to education we've since written a letter as well to the president in february and we're saying put the children at the center of the dispensation um inst- would you hold the minister accountable we haven't heard from the president as well before I come back and ask a few questions based on that, once again, would like to invite listeners to get in touch with us, 0731-168-045, 0731-168-045. Get in touch with us. Tell us what you think about this uh, initiative about, uh, you know, basically to try and get uh, an estimated 27% of children who should be ideally in primary school, not in school because they either can't afford it or being asked to pay fees up front. And so there's a push to try and see if they can be accommodated and allowed uh, to get that basic education while their parents try to make a plan to get their funds. Honorable Makari, you sat in Parliament uh, and you will know the challenges that right. you know the executive faces in terms of funding. Right. Uh, these schools need to run. They need to function. Right. Uh, they have budgets. They have expenses. Right. And they can't have any free riders, can they? Um, thanks, Farai. I mean, definitely, I don't think um, we're asking for freeloaders. But the mm-hmm. reality of the situation, and I'm going to speak about this very personally, coming from a constituency where maybe the majority of the 27% is coming from. Uh, we know that it is a right. It is well enshrined in our constitution. But the enforcement part of it. I would like to also just maybe uh, bring to light that there has been um, provision for children to go to school in beam but it's not sustainable like uh, nyari clearly says we need government to come on board and fund beam or maybe you know find another way of of finding our children to go to school it is their right and so we cannot ignore it um if children don't go to school you know at primary level when will they start going to school so i totally do agree with uh, nyari and the drive we were at the workshop that she held, yeah. which was very, very informative and eye-opening to see that our minister has actually not responded to the cry of the children, to the cry of people that are interested and caring about children going back to school. So we're saying to our government, we know there is a provision in terms of BEAM. We know that it is in the constitution, but can this be enforced? Where is, you know, where's the enforcement? Mm-hmm. With the teachers, my headmasters are not in government. What is the recourse? What, what's happening to them? So we can't just keep talking the talk. We've got to start walking the walk. Uh, I'll hear from you uh, very quickly, Honorable Tofau, just for you to weigh in on, on uh, your own experiences in terms of where this is, whether you think that uh, there is indeed a lack of urgency on the part of the minister, or perhaps his hands are tied. No, thank you. Um, in my own experience, talking about the Wulawiyo Metropolitan constituency, uh, you find what, what I found is that every term, you, uh, when schools are opening, the same old story. We've got, we come back to Parliament, we put our questions before the, the Minister, and 
At one time, we even asked the minister to do a ministerial statement uh, besides the letter to the different ministries of uh, education, uh, instructing that the headmasters do not uh, send children away from school because it has a psychological effect on children. And also, um, I, I actually find that the minister and the ministry is playing a lip, uh, lip service because the constitution clearly states, as Honorable Makari says, that uh, the, I mean, the constitution is the supreme law of the country. Mm -hmm. And why do we con have to constantly ask the minister to make sure that he does what he is supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And why should the children suffer? Uh, the, minister, the, the Minister of Finance must put aside a fund for education, must fund the social welfare. I, well, I remember uh, growing up that there was a deliberate effort by government to make sure that children in all communities went to school. You found the social welfare going into homes to look to see why children were not going to school and parents were taken to task for not sending their children to school because government provided for those children to go to school. Our government is not providing. Our government is playing lip service. They will tell you, we ask questions every Wednesday. Is, what is government policy? It is not government policy for children not to be sent to school, the minister will say, but there are thousands and thousands of children out of school and we need to put a stop to that and we mm -hmm. find as uh, legislators that it's almost like wasting our time speaking there uh, speaking out in parliament and nothing is happening now let me ask you this uh, very noble initiative and i think uh, no one can uh, can argue against against this but uh, i would imagine that their parents were saying look we are paying fees we we are also not getting it e having it easy but we, we are uh, making a plan and, and scrambling however best we can to find this money now you're asking kids who haven't paid to to come and benefit from our fees surely that can't be fair we are having to subsidize them how does that how what do you say to a parent in that situation Thank you very much because I think ever since we started this campaign, it's something that we've heard. Like parents have actually, when we're on radio, some parents have said that. The point is not about parents who are paying. The point is about children enjoying their right and government doing its responsibility. The moment you, you put two people who are desperate in a room, they're going to eat each other. They're going to fight. But the... The point is they should never be put in that position. Government should be doing its role in ensuring that children are in school. Honorable Tofa has just mentioned that once upon a time, this, there was a government that really cared about children, right? Uh -huh. They really cared to the extent that social welfare would move around, make sure that children who are not going to school, somebody is answerable. Right now, nobody is answerable. Uh -huh. So I think the, the idea is it's not for us to then come up with the solution that if parents of those if those parents were paying uh should ever feel like why are they paying or why uh the why the children whose parents cannot pay uh you know, it shouldn't be about the parents, but it yes. should be about the children being able yeah, to right. access education. Mm -hmm. It should be about the government putting in place measures to make sure that those that are that are out are brought to.
to be in school and there's equitability in education and that they can find ways of keeping those parents who are paying motivated to do so but we should not we should not make those children out of school to be answering that question and saying, okay fine because we can't answer this question as adults therefore let these children out of school it's it's illegal it's against the law what sort of as you come in honorable makara i know you want to to make a point but <laughs> let me put this scenario to you and it's a real life scenario i've heard from uh, my guru of mine in in, in in Shurugui who says look and so I want to ask you know we are saying let's get these kids into children into school if they are right but what sort of quality of education are they getting because remember there are teachers there who know that Ningi and Ningi Ningi haven't paid they are the ones who are making who are you know perhaps the reason why I'm not getting the salary I should be getting or the perks that I should be getting I'm getting all this extra work for someone who's not paying my, my guru told me of a scenario where uh, Okay, your kids haven't paid. Everyone come to class. Homework is issued or work is done. And the teacher would just would mark the books of the kids who've paid school fees. So yes, your child has come to school, but uh, they may not be getting what they ought to be getting because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's terrible to imagine that. But I just wanted to add in to what Nyari says. What happens to the children who don't have parents to fight for them? Mm-hmm. We know that in Zimbabwe we have a high uh, rate of child-headed um, homes, mm-hmm. you know, that are destitute because of AIDS or whatever other disease. What happens to them? Who fights for them? So I think that the point, Yakuti, um, you know, the parents that have paid feel like they're being treated unfairly does not hold any water. Mm. And to the teachers, I mean, these are government uh, employees. What's it to them, you know, who's paid and who hasn't been paid? Because they're going to be paid anyway at the end of the month i think it just goes back to the culture um of the kind of teachers that we have we're having as i was driving to the studio i was listening on radio and there's a there's an outcry mumatishiri um uh, in matissary institutions to say that there are uh, lecturers that are asking for sexual favors from students so i'm saying that we now maybe need to look at the caliber of teachers that we have you know not only their academic qualifications but their moral integrity as well mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, keep your comments, contributions coming through. 0731-168-045. 0731-168-045. We do want to hear from you. And I know this is a very topical, uh, uh, perhaps even emotive issue. Have your say and tell us, uh, you know, what you think. Uh, Honorable Tofa, uh, your view in terms of, uh, you know, going forward, how do we um, compel the government to do what, it, what you say it ought to be doing? Uh, I think there are a number of ways that we can compel the government to do what it's meant to do. Um, I'll speak to, um, uh, or maybe just add to what Honorable Valera was talking about, child-headed homes and also child marriages, these girl-child marriages, the SADIC model law for the eradication of child marriages is one such um, document that we could uh, domesticate as a government. Uh, we were one of the countries that had a lot of pomp and fear around uh, the model law, the SADIC uh, model law of eradication against child marriages. The then vice president of Zimbabwe, who is now the president of Zimbabwe, actually uh, 
was he, he actually officiated at the launch mm. of that uh, model law uh, and the model law provides uh, different strategies that can actually be used to um, to help solve the situation for example making sure that government has a budget set aside for 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 children to go to school there's a budget set aside for girl uh, children that have been impregnated or girl child marriages that have been annulled for people that have been uh, maybe uh, um, taken to task for impregnating a girl child for supporting that girl that would have been a victim uh, uh, from being made pregnant and also the child that should have given birth to making sure that these people or these children are actually sent to school another way is also having a levy an education levy where for, i mean there's other levies that are put in place and if we put education as a priority we are actually setting a foundation a good foundation for the future of our of, of our society and making sure that all children are protected uh, because if children do not go to school and are not educated they become vulnerable they become victims of abuse so these are the things that we could look at uh, we could even look at part of the um, i could say maybe the road the the, um, the toll gate fees for instance mm. if a, a percentage is set aside for for education even the alcohol uh, um, levy or tax, the sins tax, uh -huh. a part of that can be taken for for education. There are so many methods that can be used, and it's also in. Uh, I think it's also the minister of education's responsibility to make sure that he makes every effort that is possible to make sure that government or even lobbies us as legislators to to help him uh with with this cause uh, i can imagine you're not winning any fans amongst zimbabweans who believe that they're already amongst the highest taxed in the in the region when you right. propose other taxes but right. clearly you know that sort of out of the box thinking is what we need i mean we saw that with uh, airtime and and, and mm. medical fees and right. i think perhaps what people may want to see to get confidence in this sort of thing is uh, we've a, a percentage of our money for airtime is supposed to be going to health mm -hmm. is it indeed going yeah. there we want to see the mm -hmm. results the yeah. accountability the track record uh, Contributions coming through from our listeners. Someone says schools need learning aids and materials. Uh, if children are not paying school fees and the government is not subsidizing, how will these schools function? So those are some of the realities that you know that schools will face. Uh, that is the hard reality. That they, they are expenses. They are costs to running schools, and if people aren't paying their way. That quality, that education that you want kids to get, may then be compromised. Uh -huh. but, but I think we're not saying that you know they, you know people yeah. shouldn't pay. Yeah. We're just saying that can the government subsidize? And she brought in the toll gates, um, you know, a chunk of the toll gate fees mm -hmm. to go towards that. I mean, we have so many levies. You're right. We have the AIDS mm -hmm. levy, this yeah. levy, that levy. So maybe we don't want to tax people. Let's work with what we have. Yes. But can the government subsidize for those that cannot manage mm -hmm. to pay school fees? Can we put it to you? And I want to put it to, to the, uh, you know, uh, parliamentarians and former parliamentarians. I don't know what, what the right term to use. It's still, still MP. Okay. Why are you demoting? Until the fat lady sings. Could 
Could we then look at you and point at you guys and say, look, uh, the blame should sit with you, A, for not ensuring that the constitution is is aligned and, and, and is a reality so that we can hold government to account to say, look, you are supposed to make education a right and you haven't. And also just for, for allowing government to, to get away with these things that it shouldn't. Shouldn't you be doing more? I don't think it's fair to totally blame us. I mean, because the truth of the matter is the constitution was put up by all Zimbabweans. And it clearly says in the constitution that our children have rights of education and so on. The enforcement part is the issue. And I mean, you can only bring a horse to the river. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't force it to drink. I think we all have... um, uh, a part to play as Zimbabweans because when watch us look in the school room, they will do this. How as we are parliamentarians, yet we we have as parliamentarians taken the minister to task. Mm-hmm. I remember after one of our workshops with uh, Nyari, uh, she actually tasked us to see yeah. the minister of education, yeah. and and we did, and his response was actually very negative because he felt that he says fine give me the money and I'll, I'll say every child goes to school and for us I mean that it took us aback and that is where we came up with suggestions such as the ones that I bring up right now and like you were saying uh, Zimbabweans are highly taxed already we are not saying add more taxes we are saying part of those taxes can be directed uh, yeah, to, to education and right. also, as government, we need to put our priorities right. Exactly. We cannot say uh, government cannot uh, 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 pay or they don't have money. They only don't have money when it comes to education yeah. for the children. <laughs> They've got money for everything else. Yeah. Where are they getting the money to buy the cars that they bought the cheaps? Yeah. Where are they getting oh, the money? 16 million, by the yeah. way. Where are they getting the money to do everything else that they are doing? So... Well, I mean, can can government justify to Zimbabweans right now that they don't have money, yet they have money to do everything else that they are doing? I think, I think that is the biggest question that, as citizens, I think I was talking to... Um, uh, to a colleague actually here at ZFM to say, as Zimbabweans, I think one of our biggest problems is that we are we are fragmented. We don't focus on the real issues. By that, why? What do I mean? Why do we even ask each other to say, "Oh, you are paying school fees"? Oh, so then uh, those children who are uh, who who can't pay, um, how about us who are paying? You are the one who is actually. If if there's a child who is not in school, it's your relative, and they are there because you as the person who's been bearing this burden have also failed because these are our relatives because we have failed so what we should be asking is where is our government where is our money going just like honorable Tofa has just said splendid thing the problem is we do not ask our government to account enough like she rightfully says we have enough money to go party a this party a that security at we are not at war as a country but we have so much money being put in the places they, where they shouldn't our security in this country we are known in this world for education why are we not pri- prioritizing where our security is the education so for us it's about prioritizing asking the government to put money and for instance uh, the blast budget is said to be professor might met one point he says oh because the government we were the education was the highest funded highest funded with 20 bi- is it 20 billion 
20, no, 20, 20 million. Yeah. No, it can't be. 20 yeah. million, exactly. No. Oh, where's mm-hmm. my head? 20 million. And so you were saying, oh, we're the highest funded. And we need to look at the 20 million. Where, how, what percentage is going to the child? Only 5%. 95% is going to, to, fund educate, uh, to fund teachers. So therefore, we literally do not have funding for children. Only 5% towards the real education of children. That's why there is this disparity. So in the next budget, in the coming government, there has to be the children at the center of the dispensation. If it means that children get about 35 to 40% of the coming budget, so be it because right now they're at zero Alyssa getting in touch just hold on honorable Tofa before you come in a quick uh, few contributions coming through um, problem here is our ministers are living a different life to ours yeah. they don't know the plight of the kids at a makeshift school housed in a sty lawlessness is the order of the day they don't care their kids are in foreign schools while our children are suffering and being sent away from school don't tell me a minister can't stop the chasing away of children uh, we've got yeah. another one here saying um, Thank you very much for bringing the issue of these children to the fore. I think we should try more earnestly to find means to pay for their education rather than continue blaming the headmaster or the teachers. And on this, you know, on this score, I would like to say, though, that... uh, is it true indeed that a school would turn down a parent who says, look, I can't pay, I can pay this much now, and I want to make a payment plan? Because we know those things are happening. So, Honorable Tofa, then... then. Yeah, I've, I've actually had experience with uh, schools in Bulawayo. Um, I can actually name them. Mahachula yeah. Primary School, Mziligazi Primary School, um, a school in Mpopoma, where children are actually turned away yeah. and I am getting parents coming to me to say, Honorable what can we do? Um, and I say to them, look, I, I say, you, it is your child. Yes, I know government has uh, said free education, but it is your role to make sure you pay for the child. Can you not pay pay off bit by bit? And they say, yes, we've, we've gone to the school mm-hmm. and we've asked them to allow us to pay and they and they're saying no yeah uh, uh, some schools actually refuse or they tell them how much they should pay and uh, if that parent can't afford the amount that they've actually mm. prescribed the child doesn't go to school yeah. so it is important that the 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 schools also the school heads and teachers realize that we are in an economical a very difficult in economical situation yeah. and where parents are making an effort to pay they should, should be allowed yeah they should and accommodate them just to add on uh, sorry for it okay um not only do they remo- refuse payment plans they actually withhold my results yeah yes. grade seven form four form six until you've paid so they're holding you know the parents and the children at ransom even yeah. if they come up with the payment plan just to and be also, the de- just to be the devil's advocate yes. do you not think that they are resorting to these very extreme measures because they have had experiences where they have been let down Probably. and no, they are, they are so, being so forced the, to do this so far if you, we go back to the basics the basics are that the government should put measures in mm-hmm. place to make sure that children are in school. The reason why these teachers and school heads are doing this dilly-dallying, whatever they want, is because the minister hasn't been tough with them. 
there is an unsaid rule that teachers or school authorities right now can chase children away. But also it's important to bring back the discussion to say part of this campaign was their children who've never been in school. And when they are looking for places of enrollment, Van mm-hmm. or ten Also we're talking about Kumahat to rural areas as well as my peripherals high density suburbs. And this can ten dollars. fifteen or twenty dollars. So we need to remember that these are also kids who are already out of school when they're trying to get into school. It's so prohibitive. That's why we're saying minister, because existing policy right now we are going to 2009 secular do you not even have a zingwe but even what you are to zingwa and you know but kune kurukuto misa the the secular equity mwananga abumizwe kupinda mtukoro kanasina mari so to answer your question parukunzi gogova kanzi school fees yeah, are five dollars or ten dollars but you need to understand jambo toro na honorable kutijoni kutorinana gogova kasiru wavana vasina dollar acho vasina fifty cents acho parukuti vaka and like I'm, I remind Zimbabwe that these are our relatives. Mm-hmm. We are failing to, to look after them. And some have parents, but the other day at the workshop, I sent a message to my brother and I and that's illegal. And I tried to call the school lady, I tried to call that school lady, and so it, we, what do we do? We, are we, what are we going to do? The government is also not supporting this school. That's why Trikuti government thank you for this the listener saying thank you for this important discussion i know of a family just outside norton with five children of school going age but we haven't been to school for the past two years they have very able-bodied parents who just don't seem to care i have personally approached the headmaster of the local school who said the parents can come and do some work at the school in lieu of fees i communicated this to the father but he never bothered how can these children be assisted? Um, I think it's... Uh, yeah. Now, this is where you call in the social welfare. Yes. yes. This is the role of the social welfare. The abuse of children. Yes. Because yeah. the children cannot suffer. Uh, I have uh, lots of these situations in Bulawayo where children come up to me and say... They call me Masalu. Masalu. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it is important and it is government's responsibility to make sure that they set the fund aside Mm. and also disperse the fund because you find that 
uh, the budget is there mm -hmm. to say a certain amount is put out for, for education, education. Mm -hmm. how much of that money is Reaching actually dispersed yeah. to the schools yeah. mm -hmm. to, uh, 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 for use? Another listener says, let me be frank, yes, it's sore that some kids are not going to school, but the government is broke from what we know. And if you think about it, what is the state of our hospitals, state of our roads? The problem is the economy. Fix the economy and things will start to work. If parents are employed, mo most would pay fees. Some parents are in fact frustrating because they produce five kids and then they are super broke and come with them to other parents indirectly. That is to say, please buy chalk, charts, chairs, paint, etc. Schools cannot be run without paying. Once others start learning for free, others will stop in I think protest. I has missed the whole dialogue right yeah. now. We have been insisting that the responsibility of the government, it is the responsibility of the government to make sure whether it remains the responsibility of the government to make sure that the government so we should stop the nonsense they put hands. Hakuna mari Zimbabwe. Mari irimo, but it's there. being misused yeah. and the money is being misdirected. And as citizens, we must rise up and actually say that mari irimo Zimbabwe ngayende kuvana. Iwaru kunyora aporuru, you are a well-able-bodied kunyora pa 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 phone pa kutichichi. But pane mwanasuru kunyora. And it, there could have been an excuse for you not to go to school. But we are saying, let's not leave anyone behind. Mm -hmm. We are talking about my jobs. My jobs, they are already left out. But I know we are losing out on potential my leaders. Simply because we need to fix other things before children are going to school. While we are fixing an economy that we squandered for 37 years, those children are remaining behind. How many years is it going to take for them, for us to say, to, to fix the economy now, we've got jobs, therefore we are going to have to think about them. We have to have priorities, and then education is like the bloodline. Without education, we are nothing. So we have to be thinking like that as Zimbabweans. Yeah. Honorable, so on, yes. Honorable Tovi, you said earlier that, uh, or, or rather a point was made that as citizens, we, we, we need to ask our government, we need to hold them to account, and uh, as I mentioned earlier as well, it is you, our MPs, who we voted in to represent us and do yes. that holding to account yes we, we are doing that we are holding government to account we are making uh, we, 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 we are calling them to book and we also need our citizens out there to speak out we need our citizens uh, not to be making excuses for government right. to say our government is broke what are they doing in government if they are broke right what, uh, what is government's role it is to manage the economy so if a manager is not managing the economy, they must get out. They must put somebody else who is going to manage exactly. the economy. That is why we have an election. We come into elections now, so we want somebody that is going to run the economy and run it properly, making sure that they make everything that um, accessible. Education must be accessible, mm. jobs must be accessible, the economy must be running, and it is go government's responsibility to make sure that that happens, or else there's no use of having a government. 
Smiley from Chinoy says the Ministry of Education allocates his gets the highest share in the budget, if I'm not mistaken. May I kindly ask what that money is used for? Is it not that money that should be used to take care of such issues under deliberation? Well, certainly what we do know is that uh, the largest percentage of uh, the budget goes towards recurrent expenditure, such as wages. So I'd imagine that because uh, the the Ministry of Education has the highest workforce because of teachers, that is why they are getting that. But, uh, you know, that is just my... my, yeah. Honorable Makari, would you yes. like to just weigh in and contribute on some of the issues that we are hearing here? Uh, just a quick one here before you come in saying uh, the government is paying chiefs monthly and buying them the latest 4 by 4 so oh. I don't think we can really say the government is broke. broke Thank you so government. much for that. Yeah. Um, one more here. Very true. Zirukuta urwa ni mwana sika na urumende no fanda kubatira zaka simba panyayadze vana vamwe varukutambura utunga miri unomirira vanu muzikoro vanu tanga vaita so vanu dane mari vabereki nerumwe rutivi varukutambura kureiza mari ze fees nekuda kukusha yako kumabasa ae mako bandira from chitungweza. Thank you so much for getting in touch and for that contribution honorable makari please go ahead. Wow. Uh... <laughs> Uh, sadly or greatly, I would love to uh, agree with the ladies in the station. I mean, it is a sad reality because um, I think our priorities are warped. Um, there's a, uh, someone that wrote in and said that education gets the highest um, chunk of the budget, which is not true. Um, it is the defense and security yeah. sector. So I'm saying I think we need to, as a government, uh, prioritize who gets what and when. Yes, the wage bill is high. That means we have many schools, but there are not many people that are attending. If we have 27% of our children that are not going to school, and this percent is really from government schools. There's a lot, like um, in my constituency, a lot of my private college, Um, these are not um, properly constituted schools. They're just schools, you know, that are not above board. So who's counting those children? So we're saying that when we talk about issues that concern our our constitution, this is a right. This is not a luxury. This is a right that every child is entitled to, that we, as the government, we as, you know, leaders, their legislators should make sure happens but like i'm saying it's not just the legislators mm-hmm. it's the government the all all three arms of government have yeah. to work together the judiciary to make sure could enforcement um and we work together and we make sure that we put these children through school um there's somebody that mentioned about a family with five children this is definitely an issue year year social welfare i mean these people should be put behind bars yeah. because this is child exploitation but let us not um, degenerate to the point whereby we, we lose mm. the plot because of right. one or two one instances. Parent, yeah. Yeah. There are some parents that do not value school, mm. but the majority of the parents are trying hard mm-hmm. in this very trying um, you know, economic environment that we're in to put their children through school. Tawanda Bere raises the point that even Wanwaka Afiktika, since 2000 up to now, nothing has been done to help those affected mm-hmm. children. Uh, listener saying good points coming out so directing our efforts to force the government to pay for the education of disadvantaged and vulnerable children is better than trying to force schools to take on the issue without adequate funding Um, point being raised here related but not necessarily perhaps what we're speaking about but I think a very pertinent point that should also be put uh, to the authorities gift in Bulayo uh, hillside Bulayo says some of the schools in Bulayo are refusing Kutambira eco cash saying they want 
cash. Uh, that uh, is so. abomination. <laughs> I think people need, I, I think at the center of this, without sounding hurting, mm-hmm. I think we just have schools that have just been allowed to do whatever, whenever, to run was, mark, yeah. was a whatever, whenever. And that's why we, we put the pressure on the mm. government and coming back to the Minister of Education to say this this nonsense that is happening in schools that we've allowed to go on, it actually is a measure of actually, and I think it is also against the, the current president who says the voice of the people is the voice of God. We've been calling on the Minister of Education to respond to these issues and they just tell, they just, I don't know whatever is happening at the ministry that they are not moved. They do things at their own pace when they want it they it seems like they they are not responding to the plight of people and because yeah. and so let me ask you this honorable Tofa, before you come in very quickly uh, i i wanted to find out uh, you did say that you wrote to the president right uh, where to from here have you gotten a response to that letter and what do you intend to do what's your next course of action um so good question we were we, we we if we do not hear from the president as they dissolve parliament um as we go forward to the uh, next elections um and if we do not hear from anybody and they do not release that secular before the term of this current minister i think coming we will actually go the legal route because as basic as it is this is an issue of human rights and the violation of human rights with a, with uh, with an administration that is not caring about children of which this is not negotiable. We shouldn't be even coming here to negotiate. This is an issue of the law. So we probably will consider the law because when we appealed to the president, we thought he would listen to us and say, hey, let's put the children actually at the center of the dispensation. Hey, Pres- uh, Minister of Education, have you released that article? So if they are not listening to the children, then probably we'll go the legal route. Honorable Tofa. Yes, um, I just want to respond to the guy that uh, just wrote in now from... Uh, Burnside Hillside, Bulawayo. Hillside, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about schools not allowing them to to uh, pay in eco cash. Uh, if they, if he could get hold of me, um, and maybe we can go and see the schools. And actually, we need to expose those schools yeah. because that is a deliberate uh, infringement of uh, of a right where somebody is actually able to pay the child's right. school fees, mm. and the headmaster is deliberately. Uh, turning the child away from school so those are the issues that we need to look into what happens in a scenario it was raised earlier by a listener and unfortunately that is the nature it is human nature and we've seen it happen all the time and so if i see that indeed government is now funding or or schools have been forced to put their kids to 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 take these kids who can't afford fees uh, then i will say look uh, I was bending backwards. I was, I was trying all sorts of things to pay. Let me also not pay because, hey, after all, my kid will go to school anyway. Right. Um, unfortunately, it is human nature, but that is, there is that danger that it will happen. I, I, I think uh, to answer to that, just maybe before I answer that, you just come back to Honorable Tofa and say, the, the reason we are going the policy way is so that we don't have to have schools doing whatever. Because Honorable Tofa can go to these schools because she, this is a constituency. But how about those children whose MPs are not even paying attention? Yeah. You understand? But in as far as uh, the issue that you bring up is concerned for I to say um, the human nature to say, oh well we are not going to. This is the responsibility of the government to come back again. To put in place measures to motivate those who are paying to pay to and and incentives exactly and those parents and remember we've had beam right Mm -hmm. though it was underfunded 
it was trying to to put this 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 whole thing into um into consideration to say and parents never stop so i think we are also yeah. doing a disservice to our citizens our citizens Zimbabwean citizens are responsible citizens right and apana no argue akana chona kuti mwana we apa panga sutendo chiko mwana has missed a class tomuti neniyo akuna zvakadaro my citizens have not been doing that let's just have the government putting a policy in place a fund in place it is sustainable to not really hate my patriots how do you become patriot when your foundation called in education is depending on madonna madonna's are mine but foot i'm so and one thing that i don't understand is yes we are heavily fund but it and i think that as far as zimbabweans are concerned to get 50 cents per dollar per month i don't think it would be as as painful because and we're saying let's restore the education i don't see my zimbabweans difficult and we also have to reach out to say maybe kunana age left critical qualifying candidates is not the issue yeah i think the issue is can we get the money so that yes. our children can go to mm-hmm. school and um the aids levy should really account for some of the aids orphans mm-hmm. um yeah. it shouldn't just be that for treatment so and so on but i think it should account for my orphans that um you know whose parents succumb to a- hiv and aids indeed and we're also living in a technological world now mm-hmm. surely technology can help government yeah. attract those parents that can pay school fees and, and are not paying school fees yeah. so they, yeah. i mean they they should use everything that is there at their fingertips and mm-hmm. and stop uh, whining they must yeah. do something and i i, I really want to emphasize that zimbabweans are not like that we know we know these mm-hmm. children who are in communities and also just yeah we know children who are in communities who can't afford uh, an education who need and nobody can contest that because these are children who we are seeing every day it's also we know that people will be bothered in the community this funding so let's not play that that's not where the point is the point is holding the government accountable to make sure that we are not at war true man 20 million it's not about the quantity it's about the quality five percent only maybe less than five percent is reaching the, the underprivileged children so we need to prioritize education I, I think with education and and funding education the government has failed they they really not putting you know like i said earlier on their priorities right i mean when i when i was talking about social welfare uh-uh. when social welfare when we were at uh, going to school then when our parents couldn't pay school fees social welfare funded everything they made sure that they were, you got school uniforms yeah. school shoes they even made sure that you you were fed 
So government needs to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't totally say the government has failed. I, um, I would just say that we, we need to do more. They, they definitely need to do more because, like we were just saying, government, and it helped some, but it's not enough. We have a population bulge, especially my youth, my demographics have shifted. So we're saying that, yes, they need to do more to adapt to the situation at hand, to make sure could all children on board. When you say our population is bulged, are you saying we have double the people we've had in Zimbabwe? Not double, yeah, but it's definitely the number is still the, yeah. yeah, but the numbers are still the same. And government must just take responsibility. Please. Well, certainly we... We we we. Well, I, I, we I think we we don't want to get to you. <laughs> remember, you're the government, Honorable <laughs> Tofa. Uh, you're part. Are, are yes, you are admitting that your government, government has exactly, failed? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> well, I, I I think we want to close with some optimism, right? Yeah. Mm. And say we are hoping that the even we still have a room. The existing government right now can do the right thing. And I also wanted to 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 give props to the the strategy. The Ministry of Education is a strategy that they are just not implementing. So and I think so. It's the, the attitudes. I, I I think it's the attitudes really to say if people are in positions of power, let's in, in positions of servanthood, let's yeah. let them do the job. There are really other employees in government that are doing well. Like the I think we if we get into the Ministry of Education, there are some people who are doing a good job, but there are some who are not doing a good job. They are not prioritizing what we are asking for. So at the end of the day, what we are hoping, we are hopeful. As Tali and as a consortium, I think we are hopeful that the government will do the right thing. They haven't closed down. Maybe they will, will end with a bang release that circular so that children who don't have access to education right now can actually have access. So if you can close your ministry right now as Minister Mavima, uh, Honorable Minister Mavima, if you can close by releasing that article, uh, that circular and serving the more than 27% of children who are not going to school, you will have, you would have done well. You, done well. you would have done well for this short dispensation that we've been in. Man Lampofu in Alice Dale Nyaman Lovo says the state of rural schools, especially those that are in new resettlement areas, are so chaotic with a total of 250 kids at a primary school forcing two classes to be taught by a single teacher. A very sad scenario there. Thank you so much for that uh, uh, rather controversial, controversial one here coming from Kamunda saying people should stop having children. They can't support not to blame the government for everything no, but again you know it's it's, it's perhaps not people but it's about the child-headed households yeah. about orphans being and being narrow-minded let so, us sorry, let, sorry, let us sorry. let us end the but discussion on on, to, on on this note uh, i would like to thank my guests uh, once again for coming through to the program uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to have listeners get in touch and participate on this discussion it's always uh, a great privilege for you to get in touch with us and this is why we do it. Honorable Jasmine Tofa, thank you so much for coming all the way from Lai Metropolitan. Thank Honorable you, Zalera Makari from Epworth. Thank you. And Nyarazo Mombe from Tiger Life. Thank you so much for thank coming you for through. Us. Thank you for thank caring. You. Thank you so much for everyone who listened and who participated. Ask the MP. Ask the MP. It's only on ZFM stereo. My station, your station. Keep it here for the rest of your evening's entertainment. Have a wonderful evening. Good night.